Please be seated. <coughs> the irony is not lost on me that, well, we're honoring Hildegard of Bingen and all of us men are going to help lead you in this worship. Uh, we don't have a women's voice in this service, and that's just one of the things of the luck of the draw here in, uh, in terms of who is uh, leading uh, and assisting in worship, but just marking that, because it's not unfamiliar to the experience that uh, Hildegard lived with in her time and had to navigate, um, and that could be in and of itself an interesting exploration for this morning. However, that's not where I want to spend the time. I want to invite us to dig into these texts themselves and reflect. Um, and reflect in the way that I hope is just a touch in the direction of how Hildegard would have received and invited others to receive and reflect on these texts. Because, so today marks this day of this, this life, this profound life, um, and her mystical journey and the profound contributions and gifts that she made. Um, this 11th century abbess and, and mystic, later named a saint and a doctor of the church. One of the few women doctors of the church. And one confessedly unschooled, quote unquote, in classical theolo theological education at the time. And one who was part of a deep monastic movement afoot to restore deep Benedictine simplicity and focused discipline to a monastic world that had become over-infatuated with the ways of the Cluny Monastery and its focus on ornate and beautiful and elaborate liturgical ritual. She, in turn, schooled rulers and popes and great religious leaders of the age, like Bernard of Clairvaux, who caught uh, uh, his, well, she, she caught her, how do I say that? She caught his interest, yes, thank you. Um, her mystical visions of God's palpable, infusive presence in all things, and of creations and humanity's carrying of that divine love and power and beauty. Her visions are what give rise to the selection of today's scriptures. So this portion from Ecclesiasticus that we heard, or Sirach, like the psalm today, but more elaborate, is a wonderful meditation on the ways the skies themselves reveal God's wonder the moon, the sun, the moon, the stars, and it goes on from there. You revel in it. You rest in that text. And be invited to open yourself to it. How is it that you see the sun? How is it that you see the moon? How does that speak of God's goodness and grandeur? Rest in it. Soak in it. Let it soak into you. And at the close of this meditation in Sirach, it says, what could say more? We could say more, but could never say enough. Let the final word be, he is the all. Where can we find the strength to praise him? For he is greater than all his works. And this is where Hildegard's visions led her in time. So she writes in uh, one of her later works, when I was 42 years and seven months old, 
This is after she had spent 10 years writing her visions from age three on. So the visions continued. When I was 42 years and seven months old, heaven was opened and a fiery light of exceeding brilliance came and permeated my whole brain and inflamed my whole heart and my whole breast, not like a burning, but like a warming flame as the sun warms anything its rays touch. You can feel that, yes? And then elsewhere she wrote, what touches her profound wonder for humanity and all human life that arose from that place and that experience. She gazes back out and says, humanity, take a look, or mankind probably at the time, humanity, take a good look at yourself. Inside, you've got heaven and earth and all creation. You're a world. Everything is hidden in you. Let's sit with that. It's easier for us to have that sense of wonder of that which is outside of ourselves. But as a colleague of mine once asked and coached me uh, to do, have you given God a todayum? Have you said to God a todayum for your own being? I give thanks to you and praise to you, God, for my own being. It's her adoration of Christ her profound love of the Holy Spirit, known to her as holy wisdom, and her wonder at that incarnation that leads her to this place most fully. She came to this through her openness to God's discourse, through her visions. So, hear these words. She is so bright and glorious that you cannot look at her face or her garments for the splendor with which she shines. For she is terrible with the terror of the avenging lightning, and gentle with the goodness of the bright sun. And both her terror and her gentleness are incomprehensible to humans. But she is with everyone and in everyone, and so beautiful is her secret that no person can know the sweetness with which she sustains people and spares them in inscrutable mercy. And later, briefly, the word is living, being, spirit, all verdant greening, all creativity. This word manifests itself in every creature. I am the fiery life of the essence of God. I am the flame above the beauty in the fields. I shine in the waters, I burn in the sun, the moon, and the stars, and with the airy wind I quicken all things vitally by an unseen, all-sustaining life, says the Word. And so she's taken to heart that very notion that truly God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. Now there's a reading from Colossians for today that we didn't read, but this is the turn then that Hildegard makes that the reading from Colossians invites us to. Above all, clothe yourselves with that same love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony, and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in the one body. And be thankful, let the word of Christ dwell in you 
richly. Teach and admonish one another in all wisdom, and with gratitude in your hearts sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of this Lord Jesus. So, I invite you. Open yourselves to receive from God a glimpse of God's dancing presence and all creation's brimming ecstasy of being and responding to being. Let's sit for a moment now and claim some moments over this day, walking, sitting, whatever it takes, but opening yourself to what is right before you and speaking and singing of God's presence, what, what is speaking and singing of God's presence right before you, and let it sink in fully. And remember, remember how God has spoken and revealed himself, herself, to you. Do not put anything aside for embarrassment because it somehow might not measure up. Remember it all. Record your own experience, your visions, your dreams, your encounters, the ways God has spoken to you. This was the counsel and requirement that Mother Yuda put before the young Hildegard to write the visions that she had had since age three. And look with new eyes on one another and on all around us, not just in this little monastic haven here on the hill, but everyone you encounter out beyond this place. The light is shining forth. Do you not perceive it? Do you not perceive it?